Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Ian. How are you? Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Thank you for having me here, Ryan. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you and dive into all questions about morning routines and personal development and wherever else we go in these 15 or so minutes. So why don't you uh, start off by telling everyone who you are, what you do for a living, and then uh, maybe one or two hobbies. Oh, sure. So uh, my name is Dr. Ian D. Brooks. I'm the CEO and founder of Road Smith Consulting, which is a personal and professional development firm specializing in behavioral transformations. I'm also the author of the book, Intention, Building Capabilities to Transform Your Story. For over 24 years, I've been working with individuals from a clinical psychology ward to those in in organizations, all with the sole purpose of helping individuals build skills towards achieving new heights. I've had many clients uh, from an organizational perspective, such as Netflix, Shondaland, Bank of America, even Guitar Center, Nike, and even Sony. But my real passion is overall just helping individuals seek expansion and helping leaders within organizations, but also people in general, general build skills towards uh, navigating new heights. Why would it like Netflix? They bring you in for what for for developing their their team members? Yeah, so going into organizations, um, so uh, what I'll come into an organization and do is actually work with their leaders and develop their skills from a leadership perspective and how they're impacting their teams. So in this, like in the Netflix uh, scenario, working with a leader or leaders in plural around developing communication, how do they engage their staff? How do they navigate peers of whom they're now? have reporting to them, as well as how they demonstrate influence. Let's talk about how you start off your morning. What does your routine look like? You know, my routine is pretty standard, at least for myself, maybe not for others. But I work out in the morning. Um, I wake up around 5.30, start my engine, you know, just kind of slowly getting out of bed. And I'm usually at the gym by 6.30 in the morning. This routine allows me to invest in myself, both mentally as well as physically. As you might imagine from uh, my career and profession, investing in others and having to pay attention and focus on their development and path. But what's not to be lost is my own personal development, my own personal investment. So I use my mornings to really establish that investment in myself, both in in my mental preparation of what I need to think about through the day, but also my physical nature, as well as, you know, obviously investing in myself from a health perspective. What do you do to work on your mindset, the, the, the mental side of it? You know, one of the things um, from a mental perspective is one, I focus on, you know, my breathing, as well as when I'm focusing on my mental perspective of, you know, what am I anticipating for the day, both from a positive as well as anything from a resistance perspective. In that, I try to own what I'm feeling, but also my preparation of actually thinking through how I'm going to handle certain conversations, as well as where do I need to now push myself moving forward from, a, from an expansion standpoint to ensure that, one, I'm prepared for the day, that I'm focused on what I'm actually uh, seeking to achieve, but also in that behavior perspective and in that moment, walking back from the gym allows me to recenter myself to make sure that, that uh, again, that I'm uh, being in tune and authentic in the space for my clients, but also for myself. You mentioned something about preparing for conversations. I'm assuming you're talking about hard conversations. What do difficult situations, conversations, do they get easier over time with the with the work that you do, or is it always hard? It just it doesn't it doesn't I guess affect you as much as it used to. 
hard conversations are always hard conversations. Um, and while I'm preparing for conversations coming back from the gym, they could be positive conversations as well. You know, it isn't necessarily a, a uh, you know, one or the other. It does mean that what words and what level of focus do I need to pl- play in that particular moment and for the individual or individuals, plural, of whom I'm speaking to. But more to your question around difficult conversations, they're always challenging because you don't know the nuances specific to the topic, as well as to that the uniqueness of the individual or individuals, plural, of whom I'm speaking with. Some are a lot easier from a difficult conversation perspective, knowing the routines that I've already put in place and the relationship I have with that particular group or, or person. There are instances where I'm not as familiar with the individual or we might have more challenges um, across our dynamic in our relationship, which makes the conversations that much more challenging. But when I'm actually set, establishing myself as I'm coming back from the gym and establishing my mindset, it's really putting myself in a place of what am I actually having a conversation for and what is the benefit? Oftentimes you go into the conversation, especially those that are difficult, um, with a mindset of I want to win. And if you don't win automatically and inherently, you're losing. In my perspective and what I'm really focused on from a conversation standpoint is what am I doing to make sure that we're having a mutual beneficial engagement in that it's not about winning or losing. It's about let's stay to the facts. Let's stay to what's true and be authentic to our position and power so that we're having a conversation for a solution rather than one that's based off of power. Let's stay on this topic of difficult conversation, but let's, let's go more towards like challenges in business. Do you have a, do you have a formula that you use to tackle challenges? Like a a way that you, a way that you approach them? Yeah. As as you might imagine through my own consultant business for personal professional development, um, I'm always in conversations that bring about challenges and bring about hard conversations with people. My formula and my approach is, is fairly straightforward. And that is to acknowledge what I'm actually seeing as well as experiencing through my interactions with my clients. Because of that, and being from a, coming from an authentic place, I'm actually having conversations from a formula, or formulaic standpoint and doing, number one, being present. Secondly, making sure I'm articulating what I'm actually seeing and experiencing. And number three, coming from a place of, I'm here to help. I'm not here from, as I mentioned, from a position of power as much as we're having a conversation for a solution, a mutually beneficial solution at that. I also recognize from a fourth principle is that I don't own the ultimate decision, right? When I'm coaching my clients, I recognize that I'm there to help them navigate their own path. I'm not here to own whether they do or don't do. That's up to them. Thus, I have to afford and provide allowance to what they decide to do because it's their story, not mine. And so when I do those four things, I'm now coming from a place of authenticity, of support, while also acknowledging my perspective. And that usually makes the conversation a little bit easier. I like that you mentioned being present because I feel like that's that's a muscle that we all need to need to work on, myself included. I find that, you know, I'm trying to make a habit of a habit out of it. But just stopping and being present and looking around, just, you know, because sometimes, you know, you know, you get lost in your head and then, mm-hmm. you know, um, or if you're talking to someone, are you really listening to them? Or are you thinking about something else or thinking about what you want to say next? I think it's, uh, it, I, and I think it's probably, I mean, I don't know, but from all the distractions that we have and the phones and notifications, 
it's uh, it's makes it it makes it much harder to be present. But I think it's something that you need to work on, and it, then it gets easier. It, would you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that. I actually even talk about it in my book quite uh, explicitly. And in that context, I ask people to pause, process, and reflect. Um, to what you just mentioned, there's so many distractions in our in our life and world, whereby it creates noise, and that noise provides a distraction to our thoughts and what we're really experiencing and feeling. And because of that, we can't show up authentic way. And as you mentioned, we're oftentimes looking to respond rather than actually actively listening. So by pausing, processing, and reflecting, it forces us to unplug. It forces us to really take stock in what we're thinking and feeling, and even what we would have done or will do. And as such, it's very powerful when we can do that, number one, with ourselves, but secondly, even when we're having conversations with someone else. Yeah, I am finding it's getting easier the more I work on it. I just, uh, I used to have to like force myself to think about it. Now it just happens yeah. automatically. That's yeah. what I'm finding at least for myself. Yeah. That's it. It's, uh, the more you do it, the more it becomes uh, a habit. And, and the more that habit becomes, uh, you know, ingrained into us from an unconscious standpoint. And in this case, that's something that's extremely beneficial. I've got a question for you. It's sort of a deep question, but I'm just curious to see what your thoughts are given your line of work. I know this question is is personal for everyone. So in your personal opinion, what is the meaning of life? That is extremely deep conversation or question, excuse me, and, and one could spend quite a bit of time on it. But the meaning of life for me, it really comes down to three particular pillars. Number one is to be, is to understand, understand what's around me, understand others even understand myself. The second pillar around the meaning of life for me is around continuous learning. It's about knowing that I'm not a finished product. It's um, recognizing that because I'm not a finished product, at some point I do have to leave this earth, (laughs) whether I want to or not. So because of that, I'm trying to take instances or look at life from uh, from a definition of discovery and constant learning. And third thing, is around meaning of life is uh, love, loving others, loving yourself, and demonstrating that every single day that I can. I love how you have frameworks for everything. I guess it should, I shouldn't be surprised given your line of work, but you've got a <laughs> process and a framework for everything. It, I love it. Yeah, it's, uh, keeps, it keeps me on track, but it all, while it's uh, principles and ideas of which I live by, while also acknowledging that it's flexible enough to move and adjust based off of what I've experienced and what I'm consistently learning. It's not captivated in a box, but created in a place of constant discovery and evolution. And I think we're all based off of and defined by that one word, and that's evolution. Uh, We evolve, we learn, but we all have principles of which we live by. And I'm just clear as to what moves me forward and how I choose to live. You always been into personal growth and what is it about it that interests you? Yeah, I've always been into personal growth. Ironically, I made a decision as a 13-year-old that I wanted to be a psychologist. And, you know, in that moment, it, it was, you know, when I made that decision, it was based out of fear of judgment and just wanted to kind of break even. But also it was based on the idea that, in principle, that I was always curious why I did what I did or even why people were doing what they, they did. And so that has led me on a journey and path of truly understanding people both from a clinical psychology perspective, um, as I mentioned, um, I had worked in a 24-hour lockdown ward to working with adults, to working with children, and even now working with 
those in organizations and people who are going beyond their normal and really looking for expansion. So my journey of education as well as experience has afforded me the opportunity and pleasure to do what I'm passionate about and what I decided I was going to do as a 13-year-old. That's pretty cool to know what you want at that young of an age. Yeah, it's, um, I think it was, um, it, it, it's, um, has led me in a, in a lot of different directions. Clearly, I could not have uh, written a script on the, this journey, even as a 13-year-old. And how I even became and came up with that decision as a 13-year-old, again, was based out of how I grew up. And um, some of it was fear and, and judgment. And I turned that into something that was much more powerful and, and liberating, both in how I actually serve and help my clients today, but even how it served me as, as an adult and even as a child as I moved through this world and life to really expand myself. So it's, it's been a really, a, a really great journey to this point. Yeah. Sounds like it. You know, it's a journey that never ends, right? Yes, it, it really does not. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one last question for you. Then we're going to wrap up with you sharing how people can connect with you if they want to learn more. Sure. Let's, I got to ask you about habits. So can you give us some, um, besides the morning routine, of course, which you already mm-hmm. shared, can you yeah. give us some of your tried and true habits that you recommend? Yeah. Some habits that, that are tried and true for, for me is the first is, and I touched on it briefly before, one of them is discovery. I try not to get so stuck into uh, biases or my routines in a way that um, restrict me. I mean, I know the heck we make, what, between 2,000 and 10,000 decisions each day, and roughly 95% of them are unconscious. And so as I think about that, a habit for us is just being conscious in the moment, being aware of what we're doing. And that informs and allows us to continue down a path of discovery. The second point of that I'd like to raise as far as a, a tried and true routine is, and we talked about this as well, is just taking a, a moment to pause and check in with yourself, both in your mind, body, and, and, and soul. Oftentimes, we're just running on autopilot. And because of that, we're not checking in on where we're at. And do things feel right? Do I need to pivot and go in a different direction? Just based off of those two pieces of discovery and just understanding who you are and just through a pause routine affords us a chance, or at least in my own opinion, allows us to move forward and navigate a world not based off of the boxes that we place ourselves in or boxes we've placed others in, but we're creating new experiences that we can navigate a world that's constantly evolving around us. So any routine that's specific to continuous discovery, learning what we're doing and who we are, and then secondly, understanding the principles of, of, of our individual selves by just pausing and taking stock of what we're experiencing, both mind, body, and soul. I think we're going to be better off in the long run. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's interesting habits, routines, and you think about it, our, li- our lives are you know, good or bad are, are essentially the result of the habits and the routines that we execute every mm-hmm. single day. So I think it's a really interesting topic. And you shared two, two good ones there. They're, they're unique. I don't think I've heard anyone share those habits on the show before, but I can remember at least. Glad to hear that. And, and not to be lost in any of this time, I'm saying this, uh, some of the stuff is so it's easy. Um, it does require uh, an experience of vulnerability that comes along with this. Um, so that's even more important as just acknowledging some of that, that it's not always easy to do those things of discovery and digging into ourselves <laughs> a little bit. Right, so right. you have to be open to be vulnerable. 
Right. Well, this was great, Ian. I appreciate uh, the uh, conversation, everything, uh, everything you shared. If someone wants to reach out to you and learn more, what's the best way for them to do so? Sure. So um, there's uh, two areas that they can uh, uh, reach out to me. The first is through my website. That's uh, rhodesmith.com. That's R-H-O-D-E-S-S-M-I-T-H.com. On that site, they can find more about me, my group and individual coaching that I do, as well as this podcast will be placed on there, as well as other articles of which I've been featured as well as have written in. Also on that site, um, you'll find my social media handles. Uh, specifically to Twitter and, and Instagram. There, I can be found at Dr. B underscore intention. On each, both of those platforms, you'll see some remind, you know, updates of what I'm providing, as well as some quick tips and information that I'm thinking about, but also just giving away and giving to others to hopefully uh, enrich their lives. Perfect. Thanks again, Ian. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.